The Spur of the Moment podcast is proudly presented by Shane Daigie, Realtor of Always Here Properties. Selling your home, buying your home, first-time buyers, investors, and seasoned home buyers. Call or text 512-540-1626, and I'll be glad to help with all of your real estate needs. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Spur of the Moment podcast. I'm your host, Shane Daigie. And I'm your co-host, Drew Daigie. Welcome to episode 130 of Spur of the Moment. Yeah, coming straight from the Simon Inter Studios in the heart of Texas, the Spurs lost in Utah to the Jazz by a score of 118 to 102. That drops the Spurs record to 14 wins and 47 losses and a franchise record 16th loss in a row. This is rough. But we know where the Spurs are going, and uh, so we're keeping positive on being good, solid Spurs fans. Drew, what are your thoughts about this Utah Jazz game? Yeah, I think we had a terrible game. We just did not shoot the ball very well. 39% from the field and 26.5% from the three-point line is not going to cut it in the NBA. Uh, The Jazz had Laurie Markkinen, who scored 27 points, shooting 9 of 17 from the field. He was great. I think our best player in this game was probably Zach Collins. Um... And we lose the game by 16 points, and I don't think we played very well. Even though we were up at the beginning, we started to have a terrible third and fourth quarter. So what are your thoughts on this game? Yeah, the shooting was just a, the biggest black eye to me. I mean, we didn't turn the ball over. We actually turned it over five less times than the Jazz. You just, whenever you're shooting 39% against a team that you're shooting 47%, basically, it's going to be tough to win. So... You know, another loss for the Spurs. That's all right. We're sitting at a 14 and 47 record overall, which is basically we got 21 games left in this thing, and the sights are set on the lottery thanks to some good Charlotte Hornets wins lately. So uh, we're definitely in the mix for a top five draft pick, and uh, you know, could be as much as one, could be later at, at five or six, but that's the direction that we're going. We're going to listen to an uh, interview of Pop talking after this game just for some insight on the young Spurs and, and how it's going. Obviously, the third quarter was the bugaboo. Was the, the Jazz defense just sort of gain intensity in that? In that we play? played really well the first half. Come on. Yeah. Get off my ass. <laughs> we had two great quarters. And then it didn't go very well. <laughs> But what else is new? You've seen it before. We talk about 48 minutes all the time. We're obviously not a 48-minute team. So uh, we stay, we got outscored 16 in the third quarter. We, I think in nine minutes they were in the bonus. All the discipline goes to hell. Uh, just not mature enough to understand. you got to keep it up. you got to keep it up. It's a game of consistency, consistency uh, execution, keeping your competitiveness up, uh, and... We just don't have it for 48. I think I can finally say that at this point in the season. Uh, we'll keep trying to get there. We'll stay on them. Uh, it's their job, uh, but they got to own that. So uh, that's the story of the game. I do want to remember to say one really positive thing. Uh, Jim Boylan, Coach Jim Boylan, deserves great credit uh, for getting us qualified for the 23 World Cup. I just did it by beating Uruguay down in Uruguay, uh, and he's coached 
50 or 60 guys over this last year in three or four different. So we'll just drop it there because he's, he's starting to get into soccer, but this is a smart of the moment podcast. Mm. But I do like Pop talking about, you know, 24 minutes. If it were a 24-minute game, we mm, might great. be, yeah, we might be a, a better team. But these young guys, just the length and the, and the course of a game, just not being able to put 48 minutes together has kind of been the story of the year. All right, let's get to our tankathon segment. We like to do this every episode because you obviously know what's going on with the Spurs and the draft. Remember, we have the second worst record, but that does not mean we're going to have the guaranteed second pick. In fact, I just want to remind people, I was thinking about this the other day, but you know, when we got David Robinson, that was kind of the story, the way it was, the teams with the worst records going into that. The Tim Duncan was a lottery, but it was still weighted favorably. Uh, to the teams with the worst record, the Spurs had the second worst record that year, got the number one pick. This year, the weights are a lot less. So, you know, it's no guarantee that we're – I know everybody's talking about Victor Webanyama, and, and obviously, rightfully so. But just to keep that in mind, you've heard us on these episodes doing the Tankathon, and we've only landed on Victor like once or twice. So just keep that in mind. We do have the second worst record, but it is a lottery. It's not a guarantee. So – Tonight, with that being said, let's see where we land in tonight's Tankathon Lottery. Yeah, we dropped again to number six, same as last wow. episode. So we dropped to number six. That's Keep that in mind. Happen. It's exactly right. That's what could happen. And a lot of people just think it's automatic that we're going to get Victor Webb and Yama. And we're just trying to educate you that that is not the case. And yeah. it might suit your interest best if you put the focus on the other guys in the draft because... The odds of us getting him are only 14.5%. It's not like it's any guarantee by any means. So we need to really look at the the first six picks of the draft to see where we could land. Because like you've noticed, two episodes in a row, we've landed at number six. Drew, tonight, who do you think we'd get if we had number six? I know we said this last episode, but did it change or is it the same? Uh, Oscar Thompson. Oscar Thompson. Okay. So you think Oscar Thompson is going to drop from the fifth spot to the sixth, and fifth is where he's, where they haven't picked. I still stand by the fact that uh, it's either going to be Nick Smith Jr., the guard, but I do think there's a slight chance just because of his defensive prowess, his body type, the position he plays, that we could get Jarris Walker from yeah. the uh, University of Houston Cougars. Watch this stuff. Yeah, and he, I mean, he's a pretty solid player for them. Obviously, Houston's one of the top teams in the nation. They've been number one for a large part of the year. Jarris Walker is averaging 11.1 points, 6.6 rebounds. He's shooting 36% from the three. And just to take you into how he was this weekend, this weekend wasn't so good for him. He's kind of struggled, actually, in his last three games, scoring seven, nine, and four points. So that's that's him. But he did grab 13 rebounds in one of those games and eight rebounds in another, another game. So potential guy, but uh, we'll see where it lands. But that's tonight's Tankathon. All right, let's get to our top two, bottom two. Drew, who were your top two? Yeah, for my top two, I had the two rookies in this one. For my number one, I went with Jeremy Sohan. Jeremy, yes, Jeremy Sohan had... 22 points, 6 rebounds, 2 assists, shooting 8 of 18 from the field and 1 of 4 from the 3-point line and 32 minutes in his return. He did not play last game, if you would remember. So he's my number one. My number two is Mr. Malachi Branham, who shot 13, who made 13 points and shot 6 and made 6 rebounds and shot 6 of 16 from the field in 31 minutes. The two rookies are my top two. Let's hear who you have. Yeah, so uh, I, you know, I mean... 
goes without saying, I guess, but when Sohan has a game like this, I'm going to make sure it's noticed and it's put on record because I'm a huge Sohan fan. I love his motor. I love what he brings to the table. 22.6 boards, like you said. Uh, I really liked, you know, his free throw game is always strong ever since the uh, one free throw kind of deal, but uh, he was 5 of 7 from the free free throw line. But uh, yeah, Jeremy Sohan was my number one. My number two, I had Zach Collins. I really liked his game. He was three of six from the three-point line, which is awesome for your, uh, you know, post or power forward slash center flex kind of guy. Uh, he had 15 points and five boards, and he also chipped in two blocks and had a steal, which I really liked. And as Zach Collins sometimes does, he fouled out. So that's a Zach Collins specialty right there. But uh, great night for him, and that was my top two. Drew, what about your bottom two? Yeah, for my number one bottom two, I'm with McBuckets here, who put up three points, but shot one of five from the field and one of five from the three-point line with two turnovers. That is unacceptable, and he's going to be my number one on the bottom two. My second bottom two for the second straight night is going to be Gorgie Jing, who had zero points in one minute. So those are my two bottom two. All right. Well, I had uh, Doug McDermott, number one. Uh, Dougie McBuckets, I just... Yeah, not a great night for him shooting the ball. One of five from both three-point and field goal. Um, so he was my number one. And my number two was Devontae Graham. You know, three of 11 shooting. Uh, just not a stellar night shooting the ball from him. And uh, so that's how he made my bottom two. All right, let's get to the question of the day. Remember, you can always text us at 512-540-1626. Drew, what's tonight's question? Yes, this question comes from Colin in El Paso. His question asks, with Devin Vassell being out so long, have y'all heard any updates on Devin's injury? I actually have. I was reading up on that uh, earlier today, and March 2nd is the target date. So, I mean, that's coming up here in a few days, uh, March 2nd. You know, that could change. It's a knee injury, and you don't want to rush it back too soon. But that would be Thursday of this week, which, uh, based on what I can tell from the schedule, Thursday puts us playing the Indiana Pacers back in San Antonio. That would be a great time for him to come back at and home. Game. Yeah, our first home game uh, coming back. We got the Pacers, very winnable game. Then after that, guess what? We got a double dip with the Rockets. So what about us going 3-0 and in March to start that month with Devin Vassell in the fold? Yeah, that'd be great as long as the Hornets keep as long on winning. Exactly. As long as the Hornets keep on winning, we're fine with that. What about you, Drew? What do you think? Yeah, I'm going to say probably any game now. I think March 2nd is probably be the likely date, but it could be a little bit after. Don't be surprised with the Spurs if it takes March whatever, but I don't. I think it would be March 2nd. So that is an update on Devin Vassell's injury. So that is the question of the day. All right. Good question, Colin. Thank you for that. All right. I'm going to take us to this day in Spurs history, and I'm going to dial back 23 years to February 25th in the year 2000. The Spurs won 91-78 to over the Chicago Bulls. The Chicago Bulls that year, post-MJ, 12-41 and 41 record that year at that time. The Spurs won that game 91-78. to 78. That brought the Spurs' overall record to 36 wins, 19 losses. Leading scorers, all the double-digit guys for the Spurs. David Robinson had 23 points, 10 boards. Malik Rose had 17 points, 11 boards. And I'm going to tell you one of my favorite poems of all time that deals with Malik Rose. Have I ever told you this poem, Drew? I don't think so. All right, here's how it goes. Malik Rose sat on attack. 
Malik Rose. <laughs> all right. I'll be here all week. The next one, Avery Johnson had 13 points, and TP Terry Porter had 11 points. The Spurs won this game 91-78 to in the year 2000 over the Chicago Bulls. Now it's time to preview the upcoming game. Upcoming game, the Spurs stay in Utah. I know they've probably been skiing and hanging out in uh, all in the beautiful mountains of Utah, hanging out with Post Malone. But uh, the Spurs play the Jazz on Tuesday night in Utah. Looking forward to that one. It's going to be an 8 o'clock tip central time. Drew, what can you tell us about the Jazz? I know we kind of went over them. Obviously, Lori Markinen. What else can you tell us? Yeah, so I'm just going to talk about... The game yesterday, I think that um, a lot of guys get to step up. I mean, Walker Kessler, he had 9 points, 12 rebounds in the last game with 5 blocks. Expect that again from Walker Kessler. He's one of the best defenders in the league, and I think he's going to win Defensive Player of the Year at this point. Um, Jordan Clarkson had a good game with 9 points. Um, Lori Markin, I talked about him earlier, 27 points. And Ochi Abaji, another rookie, who had 14 points and 4 Four of eight from the field. So, what are your thoughts on the Jazz team? Well, I'm a Rudy Gay fan. That's what I can tell you about yeah. the Jazz. I, I like Rudy Gay, and I know he's probably close to the end of the road in his career. But uh, I always like Rudy Gay, and uh, you know, I'm I'm really proud of the Jazz for what they've done this year, and proud of their coach Will Hardy. I think it's been uh, pretty solid. So, uh, things going to be another tough test for the Spurs, though. And uh, you know, my prediction on this one. I've got my player to go off is going to be Charles Bassey. I think Bassey's going to have a big night for the Spurs. I think it's going to be a strong game for him. Um, and based on what we've seen with the the Jazz, we've now split in the season series now. We beat them in San Antonio by four earlier. They beat us by 16 in Utah. So let's just split four and 16, I'm going to say the Jazz are going to beat us by 10. Drew, what about you? Yes, for my player to go off, I'm going to go with Trey Jones. He didn't play in the last game. I'm not sure he's going to play in this game, but I'm still going to pick him because I think he might play because he hasn't played since the 11th. So he'll be my player to go off. And my prediction for this game, give me the Jazz by 25. Wow. Domination Station, I guess, is what, what he's thinking. But uh should be a fun one. We'll see how it goes. Uh, the Spurs right now clinging on to that second worst record in the NBA, which some of us really like right now for the lottery odds. But that brings us to the end of this episode, number 130 of the Spur of the Moment podcast. Drew, would you take us home, please? Yes, 